to another episode of Purpose Driven Champs. I'm your host, William Grayson, with my sidekick, William D. Harris. And today we got my main man, Pizzo Johnson, which is going to be talking about his pain on paper, a.k.a. POP. It's 501C3. Welcome to the podcast, Pizzo. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. You know, with the dope intro, I thought I was going to the movies or something. <laughs> Well, you know, we tried, we tried, we tried, you know, we're up and coming podcast. So, you know, just trying to put ourselves on the map and, you know, try to do motivational things, let people know, hey, you can do something and help the community and everything like that. Right, right. And make it a positive impact and your life can change at a drop of a dime. Mm -hmm. All right. So, all right, Pizzo, introduce yourself so everybody know who you are. Um, I'm Pizzo Johnson, um, radio veteran man been in the radio industry over 20 years been in five different cities also a youth counselor uh, been a youth counselor for over 20 years and kind of working with you know all different types of population of, of, of youth and um from south carolina to north carolina to virginia to atlanta you know all these places i've done both and you know, just a, a, a you know a guy out here that's really trying to uh, make a difference in the in the community because you know the, some of the stuff that I was playing at these hip hop stations will help some of these kids at the damn fool. So now I'm just trying to <laughs> so help them out. You know, man, with my with my nonprofit, paint on paper pop, and uh, I just appreciate you guys for having me on, man. No, it's it's really I'm really glad that you took time out your day to come on here and speak about it. All right. The first question, I, first question I got is, can you share the journey that led you to the start of the pop program? Yeah, man. You know, like I said, I, I just had one of those moments. I was on, I was on air at the time at Hot 107.9 here in Atlanta. It's one that's the, one of the top hip hop stations, and um, on on the radio every day. But at the same time, I was working at a group home too. So. Uh-huh. Um, you know, just kind of really realizing what we were doing with the music that I was playing on my show. So, um, you know, it was a, it, it was like a, it was a murder that happened, and um, some of the kids knew the kid that had got murdered, and I, I mean, I was in the transition of downsizing and kind of ran past a, a curriculum that I had started writing on when I was in one of the other markets and kind of picked that up and just kind of just, you know, start implementing that at that group home. And then it grew to probably about 11 contracts. Um, from yeah. So we kind of was really moving, you know, forward with just basically teaching kids how to redirect that anger, trauma, depression, anxiety into writing a rap, art, poem, song, or short story. So, you know, I, you know, grabbed a couple producers that was on the team and then we was, you know, doing these different um, contracts, you know, group homes, high schools, community centers, uh, juvenile, um, the Cab County Juvenile Court, you know, we was doing the court system too as well. Right. So, right. It's kind of around, so then after that, you know, everybody, it starts steamrolling after that. So, you know, you've seen a positive change in everything. Yeah, yeah, it, it started really steamrolling, man. You know, you know how God got his hand in it. So it was just, he was just really directing it. And then I had to make an, a, an abrupt, you know, halt 
you know, um, my mom needed a kidney and that was a match. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, you know, I had to let everything go from the radio to the contracts and everything and go back to VA and big up to everybody in Virginia and, you know, had a kidney transplant surgery. That's where I met you at, man. Yeah, that's where you met me at. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. And then, you know, you may not see it now, but at the end, it all come to, you know, light at the end. Mm-hmm. But um, so you going back, I mean, let, let me, Will, interrupt. Go ahead, Will. Hit him up before I come back. PZJ, that's what I'm gonna call you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you something. Uh-huh. Talk to me a little bit about the impact of your childhood regarding how it impacted to where you are now. And then second of all, tell me where you got that nickname, Coconut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh you know, we, you know, my family from, you know, uh P City, Portsmouth, Virginia. So you, you know, if you're from Virginia in the 757 area, you know what time it is with Portsmouth. So, right, you know, it's a very active city. Um, I was fortunate though because, uh, and I come from a large family too as well. That my dad, he he just went into the military when I was, you know, we was kind of young, and so we moved to Fayetteville, North Carolina. So we were just back and forth, back and forth, and I think that really gave us a different perspective because at the time we when we before, right before we was moving the crack bomb hit zag and you know when that crack bomb hit it just really turned the city upside down and you know everywhere everywhere you know what i'm saying pretty much right. turned upside down and um you know it was just it was a, a crazy time so you know that 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 left a real impact on me but i was i was i played sports so i was uh uh I um, went to North Carolina Central University on a football scholarship. Oh, what position uh, you play? DB. Oh, all right. So you got some yeah. speed. <laughs> yeah, a little speed back then, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And then, too, that, that you know, being there and then one of, one of my um, my teammates, who, you know, got killed, got shot right in front of us. Uh, that left a major impact on, on me wanting to do stuff for kids because – one of my it's crazy because one of my uh older teammates had found out how it was affecting you know a couple of the other brothers on the on the squad uh-huh. and he had came to me and said yo man i want you to come he was working at the juvenile detention center in butner uh-huh. he said yo man won't you come out and talk to the kids and i came and talked to him and he was just like man they keep asking about you blah blah, blah. and from there I ended up working there. So that was my first interaction with, um, you know, dealing with juveniles. And then I had a bunch of little cousins that, you know, that I had to kind of help out to, you know, yeah. when I wasn't out there doing what I was doing on the my feet and you know, toes and something I ain't supposed to be doing. But anyway. There mm-hmm. you go. All right. So um, what challenge have you been facing with your 501 uh, uh Three, 501c3 like challenges you done face with it like you know like like setbacks and stuff like that because i know running a business or running anything you little, little yeah yes i know that's why i'm gonna speak on it you know you get you get setbacks what's like some of the setbacks but as i say you started this in 2018 i believe it is and you're yeah. still going strong so 
that's what I'm saying. You like you don't quit. So you know, with setbacks and stuff like that, you you didn't see. You know. Yeah, I started in 2008, right? So eight, my fault. I yeah, said, no, 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 no. You good? But you know, it was man, just putting money into it, money into it. Just kept, you know, kept putting money into it, and because it was, it's, it's definitely. I feel is my calling and my purpose. So when you got your calling and your purpose, you kind of, you know, you just doing it and you don't really get, I'm not really getting, well, I'm going to say I, but all businesses, especially nonprofits, I'm going to speak for nonprofits. We don't get the support that we really need, man. Like you don't get the financial backing. Like right now we in the process of trying to raise money for the, my words are power youth uh -huh. camp that we're going to do at the legendary patchwork studios. So we raising money to have this, this event, a camp where kids come in, they're going to record their compositions, their raps, producers going to put the beats and stuff to it because we have a, we have a method that we teach called catch a beat. Okay. So, yeah. So catch, catch a beat is basically when they in a crisis, right? They about to get into a fight. Uh -huh. They about to get into some situation. They think of a song in their head, like their favorite song that they might like or a song period, the beat of it, the melody of it. And then they'll start playing it in their head, right? Cause that'll give them time to try to deescalate, right? So so we said, all right, basically when you see kids walking down the street, they might not have no ear pods or earphones on, but they bobbing their head. They playing music in their head already. So they already doing this. So I said, yo, let me let me make up a method that'll, that'll kind of coincide with that whole concept of them playing music in their head. So when they play the music, when I when I we give them a scenario, right, and then we say, okay, somebody approach you, and then they get into the pop stance, and then after the pop stance, they'll do the catch the beat, and then so we will say, okay, what beat did you come up with? And they'll and they'll say, okay, I, you know, boom boom tap, whatever they come up with, you know, the melody or however, the producer will catch it, and he'll start cooking it, and then I keep facilitating, and then uh -huh. the producer let me know when he get done, you know, cooking it. And then I said, now see, this is what you came up with. When I play that beat, they go crazy. And that's how, that's just the bait to get them on the hook to be able to teach the conflict resolution and social emotional learning, the anger management, the, you know, entrepreneurship, you know what I'm saying? All this character building. So we teaching all this within the curriculum, but we use the music as the bait. To be able to get in a bite on the hook and bring them on in you know what i mean so yeah that's that's really good because a lot of you know first thing in our culture as soon as you say therapy whoa 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 but you have thought of a way that will bring them in so they can get that you understand what i'm saying and mm -hmm. that is outstanding a lot of people wouldn't even think of that yeah you know you know i was doing i was doing it uh some segments i wasn't really doing it at um uh, Newport News behavior help because I was like, nah, they ain't even gonna steal my. <laughs> I used to do. <laughs> I used to do. Yeah, you know they'll steal it. They'll steal it. Somebody will steal it. I used to do the uh, emotional expression. Right. Before I even get back, before I even get to the emotional expression, I'm gonna go back to the to, to the OG with a D because he asked me where I get the coconut from first. Right? Yeah. 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 So, Big ZJ, so, you gotta ask. You gotta answer where you get coconut from. <laughs> my next my next question is you being down in the ATL which is one of the uh, entertainment capitals of the world 
You know, you got, you got you got Rick Ross down there. You got Pharrell down there. You got Usher. You know, one of the few. You got the great uh, Tyler Perry, who's huge right now. Mm-hmm. How have they impacted your program, if any? Oh, well, the people that you name, uh, you know, they ain't really, they ain't really doing no donations or nothing like that to the program. You know what I mean? Uh, only people that I could say that's on the scene uh, um, would be uh, um, Ti, okay, Trinidad James, Benzino, nice. uh, Shorty Low. Shorty Low was was really tight. He was the first artist that came out. To support the program when I first kicked it off, and he came several times. Um, the coconut though is what's crazy about it. So, you know, I started my radio career in North Carolina, then I went to Florida, then I left Florida, went to South Carolina, and I went to South Carolina, and I went came back to Virginia, went to Virginia Beach, and I left Virginia Beach, and I went to Atlanta. All these different cities I went to, I was Pizzo Coconut. When I got to Atlanta, I changed my name. To Pizzo in the crib. I didn't want to do coconut. I don't know for some <laughs> crazy, stupid reason I did it. Right. So, but the coconut came from um, it was a, a red man, and I think it's an outcast song. And when I first started my radio career, uh, they might say coconut, and then I just put it on to my name and it stuck. So, you know, um, that's where that basically came from. But it was it in all those markets I was winning with it. You know what I'm saying? But now I came to Atlanta and I, and I changed I changed it. And because a lot of people really don't they, they don't really know me as Pizzo Coconut here in Atlanta. They know me as Pizzo or just Pizzo in the crib. Because my show was my show was called The Crib. So I would be in the crib. You can hear me walking around, slippers on. Going to the microwave, opening up the refrigerator, cooking food, whatever. <laughs> Yo, by you up, uh, PCJ, so, by you being in the music industry mm-hmm. with for a long time, mm-hmm. has that uh, really gave you an advantage as far as connecting with uh, entertainment people, professional athletes? Has that really gave you like an end with any of those type of people? Yeah, no, nah, it gave me a really uh, a good head start because of the network base of being, you know, you run into everybody, everybody wants your service to be able to come on your show and to be able to uh, talk about what they need as far as they trying to push a record or trying to push a project. So you meet a lot of people. So that gave me an advantage to have different people and DJs because we will always, I will always have, um, I had Melly Mel, um, the real Melly Mel from um yeah yeah back in the day yeah, yeah. Melly yeah. Mel um to come out to my uh, session at uh, the Cap County Juvenile Court and he fell in love with the program. Benzino was coming for like two months straight, like he mm. was he just he kind of really took a liking to how the process is and how we did things and um you know it's always an advantage though from being you know in the entertainment and being in the in the record industry you know it it, it did have its advantages yeah one more question for you pcj yes sir what do you uh what do you believe has to happen statewide legislative wise 
regarding gun laws. What is your feelings about that? I told you he's like Google. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just it's hard to speak. It's hard to because it's like now it's to the point that everybody got guns now. Right. So so you can't, you know, you might want to put uh more requirements on uh what you probably need to be able to get a gun, but I don't know, man. You know, I think we're too far in. And that's why I think this this program will is will be very effective in different markets and cities because when we when I first started it, I I used well, the kids would tell me, I will say, yo, well, why, why are y'all, like, why are y'all shooting? Like, why? Because when I was doing the Cab County Juvenile Court, I did for a couple of years. So most of the kids was in there. They was the ones that active. Yeah. So I asked them, you know what I'm saying? And they would say, you know what, Mr. Pizzo, when, when you let off that, when you let off that round or you bust, it's adrenaline. That mm. adrenaline just go through yeah. your body and you just... You just you just get hype and you know it just it, mm. it causes you to want to do it all the time. It's addictive, you know what I'm saying? Because of the whole adrenaline and them, you know, when the recall of the gun yeah. when it come, comes back, they that that cause an addiction. And then you have to look at it too. They playing video games with guns, Fortnite, all that. They got the music with it. You know what I'm saying? It's talking about the gunplay. You know what I'm saying? They watching the movies with all the gunplay. So they seeing the videos online with all this gunplay stuff going on online. So, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, when it's time, when it's time to talk about, you know, what they should do for legislation, I don't know. I think we're too far right now. I don't think I could say is make it, you know, somewhat a little bit uh, harder to be able uh-huh. to get a firearm. What's your take on it? You tell me. What you what you got? What I think is that instead of going state to state, I'm a firm believer that we need to do everything nationally. And we need to, first of all, we need to set up a better education system. We need mm-hmm. to set up guidelines regarding, you know, gun laws. Mm-hmm. And we need to, and we need to continue to, uh, Go into the inner city and develop different types of trainings. Give our young people insight. Give the parents insight. Because, you know, right now, the young people, you know, the inmates is running the asylum. So the kids is running the crib. Mm-hmm. And I just think that we need to do it on a national level. Because some, most, some states don't look at things from the same light as other states. But it constantly has to be, a, a, you know, has to be addressed. That's my uh, take on it. Hmm. That's interesting. All right. So where do you see the POP program in the near future with you? Well, we we, we definitely, we, we've been working hard. I, I got to show some love to my, my board, man. My board is excellent, keeping me inspired uh, to, to, to go and take the, the next steps, the necessary steps that I need to take to grow the program. Um, not only, you know, we have, uh, you know, just develop a real close bond with, a, with my board members and they really helping me as far as, you know, putting things together and, you know, really kind of 
making some decisions to help you know help grow it we we want to take it nationally you know what i'm saying we want to have yeah we want to have a national um uh initiative where different you know states you know um the training go and do the training for them train them on the curriculum train them with you know uh, virtually too as well with the videos and just you know basically just grow it that way and to have different chapters you know what i'm saying we're going to have different pop chapters around because you know when kids you know using their phone they putting these different things in their phone you know and and, and using the the, the 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 outlet of a studio or just recording it in their phone you know they can wrap it in their phone they can sing it in their phone uh, they can do a poem in their phone all of this stuff is a part of the whole the pop process and you know we just we just really feel that we can help curve you know the violence with this movement because you know we didn't i had so many different kids come through the program and um like i said too and and new and new behavior health i was doing the emotional expression which is another method that we teach and that's all about learning how to become emotionally intelligent so you know i would ask him i said oh god pick an emotion i said right, i need you to draw that emotion i don't care what it looked like what it is whatever first come to your mind I need you to draw it out right okay. so so they'll draw it out you know whatever you know they might draw a whole bunch of scribble scrabble whatever <laughs> and i say okay so what and then they have to write a short paragraph to interpret what they drew uh-huh. so i said okay so what so what is this to say you know you know anger is like confusion you know you confuse when you get angry you just mad and, and it's you you don't really think no so you know when when you start you know letting them identify when they're with, adrenaline and then everything yeah. is and and you know the dopamine going all that is going at the same time right they're not, they're not thinking clearly right right so you know um it's definitely you know situations where you know we use these methods and they work and a lot of kids that don't went through the program because we was doing it i was doing it in newport news and and in p-town too so i had two contracts that i was doing but i wasn't doing a lot because i was just really focusing on the surgery with my mom and then after the surgery just kind of just yeah. staying alive oh, trying to yeah so the surgery with your mom I know, you know, how did that, I know everybody, your mom comes first before anything, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, how did that make you, you know, like, you know, you had to go through that, like, how did that make you feel going through that totally once you started this and you was like, man, I got, I got to help my mom first. And I know that you, anybody knows your mother comes first and then you have to get back on that horse and, and start all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know. I know what you're talking. I know how you feel, man. Come on. Well, yeah, yeah you know, I, I didn't even really think about it when she called me and she told mm-hmm. me, you know, I was just like, all right. My mind just went to, you know, how do I uh, just liquidate uh-huh. everything? It kind of just, you know, go back. It was a lot of people was like, yo, just keep the program going. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that because if I ain't just, I'm not here to supervise it. I'm not going, 
put it in nobody else's hands. So I just kept like one contract and we let it we did we let them finish and then I just kind of just moved everything. But to go back home to do it was a was adjustment, you know what I'm saying? Uh it, I mean to be quite honest, I lost everything. Everything. Wow. But you know what I'm saying? But you know, I, it's the biggest blessing that I've ever had, you know what I mean, to be able to assist and give her one of my kidneys and now she's not on dialysis anymore and that she's you know she's doing you know a lot better and that you know i was able to be a part of that is a is a major blessing you know what i mean and i um you know i have moments when i'm like man you know because i didn't you know uh will tell you man i ain't they ain't really know exactly what i was doing that i have done I ain't even talk about a whole bunch of stuff that you I didn't, no, you never talked about nothing. You just came okay. in with my shift, what kids I gotta watch, and then I was like, Hey, this dude's on a unit with 12 boys, and they never start no drama when he's here. Only thing I had with you was like, Hey man, can you don't wear the hat? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rock my hat. <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing I had was you. Nah, and, and the cast, and the cast. Yeah, and the cast. But that was, that was it. I was like, hey, I, I ain't know you from can of paint. I was like, all right. Yeah. You, you were just like, you kept to yourself. I really didn't know all that was going on. I mean, you know, some people just don't like to share, you know. And once I start following you and seeing what you was doing, I was like, man, this, this dude had all this going on. And he was still like really helping kids mentally and had stuff going on on his own. Like, you know, you're helping kids and, and you got stuff going on. That's hard on a person. That's really hard. Nah, it, it is, you know, and I, you know, even in the, like a lot of the markets that I've been in, cause I was working like in a lot of those markets, I was working full time on the radio every day. And then I was working full time in a, like a juvenile detention center. And they wouldn't even know that I was, they had listen, know me, right? Because they had to say Pizzo, but if I ain't say coconut, they wouldn't you know, you know, they don't put it together. Oh, so I when they it. find out, like they'll find out maybe like a year or close to a year, they'll be like, Hey, why you ain't saying that, man? Why that's Mr. Pizzo, that's wrong. I'm like, bro, it ain't that won't important. I'm here to help y'all. Like, I ain't here to be trying to blow myself up and talk about this and that and a third, bro. I'm here now. You know, I'm here for real. They be like, Yeah, right. That, that 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 that's what's up. So they respect that because I I just don't really care unless somebody talked to me and, and they might follow me or something. Because it was a couple people that was at um, Newport News Behavior Health that kind of knew a little bit about you know what it, what I was doing and and, yeah. and you know, so you know it just it just varies. I just don't really carry carry it like that, man. You know what I mean? Unless you really you know, kind of know when you say something yeah. to me and I share it with you. But other than that, bro. But, but that's good. You always stay humble. That's that's one yeah. of the main characteristics people, you know, they forget about staying humble. Yeah. Nah, I, I Go ahead. Well, you know, uh, first of all, you're doing a great, you're doing a great job. Thank you, Willie D. You got, you got, <laughs> you got, a, you got a great team. You're mm -hmm. bored. Mm-hmm. The most important thing is, man, you're educating young people, giving them awareness, which is important. Mm 
mm-hmm. because in today's society, we got too many young people who are followers. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the importance of leadership. For me, we got to continue to push education mm-hmm. because without education for us as people of color, we'll never stand a chance, period. Mm-hmm. But PZJ, just for this, if you had one message for young people all over, what would that message be? Whatever you do, you know, you got to put God first, man. Amen. You know, once you put, once you put him first, you know, things will happen. And, and never stop dreaming. You know what I'm saying? Dream big. You know, I never anticipate me being on the radio and, and doing the things that I've done, you know, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a dreamer. And, you know, and I never let no one, you know, take me away from that. So you just got to continue to, to, to be yourself first and foremost. And just put God first, man. You know what I'm saying? Once you do that, you know, a lot of things will happen for you. It might not be on your time, but it'll happen. That's great. Um, one of my one of my gifts that I have is I was a motivational presenter for over 20 years. Got a great mm. message for young mm. people. Mm. Definitely can light up a room. We got to connect so I can come down to the ATL. <laughs> and they do something in these schools and do something in these places. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. It's about building yeah. relationships and moving on and trying to continue to uh, impact lives. And I have a tendency to, uh, when I present, a lot of humor. No, it's, Nobody's going to sleep. And I can <laughs> captivate an audience. Okay. Whether it's 10 people or 5,000. <laughs> matters. You know, I was a former basketball All-American. I love the mm. bright lights and the big stage, buddy. Okay. So, so we got to try to link up with something. I got to try to call you uh, and uh, maybe come down and spend a few days with you. <laughs> oh, you see, are, are you just, are you are you coming to speak or are you trying to go to Magic City? Which, which no, 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 no. He come to speak. He got a. He, he got a. Oh, just, uh, no, 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 just, uh, just nah, do you, me a favor. You gonna have you gonna have his old lady come on here and. and I, I, right now, right now, right now, I don't have no old lady. No, 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 no. Listen, let me tell you something. All you gotta do, Will, pick quiet. up that telephone. Will, Will, I'm pick to up that telephone. Call Shaq and tell Shaq leave my ticket at the airport. <laughs> no, man. I, um, I appreciate it, and I'm gonna tell you too, OG Will. Listen. That's my, you know, I've been speaking for a little minute, but I really, I'm really taking it serious now. So uh-huh. I'm going to need some, some, some pointers on how to be able to, you know, write it out. You know what I mean? Right. Cause I'm, I'm like, you know, I've been on radio for so long. So spontaneous, you know what I mean? But now that I'm taking it serious, I really want to take it to that next, that next, next step. Level, yeah. Okay. okay, hey man, listen. I, I like I said, everything for me comes natural, nothing scriptive. I just do it from my heart. Oh, he does, he does. He does. And uh, I've been blessed uh, with that gift, and I just want to continue to expand because I done did over 250 schools 
all in New England. I'm just trying to expand a little. Who's keeping know, track down that way? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we'll connect and do something. Keeping track. All right. And I no, listen, <laughs> listen. If you ain't got no money, all you gotta do, man, is give me some fried chicken. We good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, I'm you know you've been blessed. It's been uh, great to have you on. Yeah. Continue to see your vision become a reality. And one thing I wake up, in, you know, every day with, don't let nobody steal your joy. Mm-hmm. Keep smiling like you're doing. All right? I appreciate yeah, I, that, man. Uh, yeah. This man, I appreciate a, Purpose Driven Chance for uh, – you know, I know you, you got to come back. You got to come back. Hey, man, yeah. you know, just let me know. Let me know, Will. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be tapping in with you anyway to get, you know, get this uh, – this this information that I need, so okay. you know, I, I I appreciate y'all for just having me on anytime, man. Just reach out, bro. You know, I'm gonna hit you back. I got you. I got you. All right, this is Will Grayson from Purpose Driven Champs with my uh, boy William D. Harris and Pizzo. Pizzo, tell them where they where you can get find you on your uh, website and everything. You think I forgot, bro? No, hey man, I, I just want to let y'all listen. Yeah, talk about this violence that's going on out here with these kids and all of this stuff that's going on. Listen, go to painonpaper.com. Easy. Painonpaper.com. You will see a donation button on that. Please hit the donation. No donation is too small. Make a donation. We are having a camp. My words are power camp for the youth, and we need your help to be able to facilitate this camp and do the things that we really need to do. All right. So that's painonpaper.com. Also, once you go to the website, there will be a white box that'll pop up and it'll ask if you have any questions, put your email in there. It, it comes straight to, to, to our board. All right. So just leave your email, whatever questions you may have. And, and you know, I would love to come to Virginia to do some stuff. Wherever just let me know. You know what I'm saying? And we can make that happen. All right. It's painonpaper.com. Everybody got that. Painonpaper.com. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. It's been real. So I'll see you. Ne- we'll see you next week with another uh, Purpose Driven Champs podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.